The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we talk about Elon on SNL, This Week in the Market, Q updates his swings, and much more. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4% percent. buy the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, life's this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out here making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting their work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity It Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. This episode is brought to you by Benzinga. Benzinga is our absolute favorite resource to use when we trade. We use it for news scanners. We use it for float checkers. We use it for stocks screening we use it for just about everything including chat rooms and and much much more uh but that's not all they have they have youtube as well hot stocks luke every single day has great guests on ranging from ripster to mia khalifa to gary to to all the best guests you need to hear from every single day all day long so make sure to go check that out that's youtube.com forward slash benzinga and if you look in the replies to this tweet you will see how to get a discount code for Benzinga Pro. Make sure to go sign up for Benzinga Pro right now. Welcome back to another episode of Pays Going In Raw. Today is Sunday, May the 9th. And Spy, welcome to the Piss Missile. We're at 422. And I know 420 is nice, but there's always a second one if you miss it. Because 422 is 422. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you like that um but yeah no uh obviously last week we talked about optimism heading into this week uh, even the last stock we kind of mentioned uh was rhe saying how it broke 10 was 100 percent or it ended up going to like 20 you had a bunch of continued runners but at the same time it was also knife city like a mofo this week how do we kind of navigate through this? Do we just have to maintain a super tight stop loss or or what do we do here? Yeah, so I think the best way to handle this right now is to assume that everything is going to knife at a new high of day. Okay, if you assume that everything's going to knife by a new high of day, then you're expecting it. When you're expecting things, they're not a surprise. Therefore, you're not caught in a SQFT dollar down hog. Uh, I think it's really important right now to understand that it's basically like Russian roulette out there of what's going to knife and what's going to continue to run. Therefore, expect a knife so that you can prepare for it. And if it doesn't happen, fantastic. And and that doesn't mean that, you know, you'd be all out by high of the day. But what I would do is, or what I've been doing is, 
is that I've only been holding a little bit towards the new high of the day. So I've been really good about filtering out buying on support or not buying at all. Um, and so if I'm not buying at support, then I'm not touching it. And if it's curling up, breakout traders right now are kind of getting killed in the market because it's breaking out and then knifing. Uh, don't be a breakout trader right now until those knives stop. You know, you want to make as much money as possible, obviously. And in this market, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Hey, we, we got this gain. Let's settle with it. We got to be okay with it because it's tough out there. It's rough times, man. But at the same time, whenever it does get better, we want to be in a position where we are holding and not selling it every time it hits high a day. We expect it to knife. Is it just like just because of these conditions or when do we eventually navigate back to holding it past high a day and, and, and getting yep. and getting jiggy with it? Right now, it's about defensive play first. I mean, if you're expecting a knife at the new high of the day, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to hold everything to the new high of the day. But <clears throat> if you're cutting some off closer to that and you're locking profits, then you can be a little bit uh, easier on your stop loss on the knife and when you see what you'll see is is that i think it's i i really feel like it's going to be one like kodak last year you know i i feel like we talk about it every week but it's like that one that just goes a thousand percent and it's just like every time that it comes down a little bit and shorts pack in it's just a trap to go higher and that's when i feel like it's going to be like the aha moment a little bit but until then play defense and so if you're not buying right now it's got to be more about those a1 setups or no setups I think that's uh, an interesting thing is like playing defense in this market. We've never used that reference before where it's playing offense and playing defense, but it really is like in a hot market. Obviously, if you, if last year, March through August, you were playing offensive as hell, you're doing like a Steve Spurrier offense or you're not even rocking with defense, bro. It's just yeah. all out. Um, on some Gus Malzahn shit, and you're that where you can rack up the most points as possible is, and that and that's such a big opportunity. But when you need to play defense, is this time? And it's like, how can you still rack up points on the defensive end? Yeah. We were trying to get those safeties. We're trying to get some pick sixes, some scooping scores, like the RHEs uh, last week, continuing into Monday. How do you? How do you score those without, you know, selling out too quickly? Yeah, I think our Wednesday episode, Bearfucker said it the best. He said that every bus has a bus stop and it'll continue, but it always, even if there's no one at the bus stop, it still makes a small pause, I think was the exact thing. They, I know I'm fucking up, but. Sorry, it's like Friday at 8 p.m. We're like, <laughs> I, 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 I'll speak dude, for myself. I'm hammered. <laughs> do you see, I mean, I'm not, do you see, dude, my eyes are bloodshot. I don't know if you can see him. Uh, you, smoking, you smoking pot, son? Dude, 422. What would we say? 422? Yeah, it's it's 422. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I really want to bring that over that that quote over here because the biggest thing is that, you know, even with something like RHE, okay, let's just say that you cut some right before the high of the day and then it blasts through the high of the day. It's just not gonna like bone or candle up to three dollars. It'll go up a dollar, come back a little bit. And if you still have that core position, 
then you can add a little bit back or even all of it back and you're not fucking up your, your average. So even if it starts to go down or starts to knife, you're already locked in some profit. So you're not going to take a loss on it. And even if you take a loss at that new position, you already have some locked this, in. This is definitely a market to mind a stop loss for some, you know, loss yeah. and profits, mind a stop loss, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to get as any profits we can in this market. And yes. Obviously, some people are killing it, but this is not a compounding market uh, for most. For most, it's not a compounding market. Your compounding market was last year. If you missed the bus, guess what? The beautiful thing about the market is that it'll always be here as long as you have money to play with. If you piss away all your money, then guess what? The market won't be here. But if you only take those A plus quality setups, buy at support sell some into strength, things like that, you know, you're going to be here. You know, it's all about right now. It's about quality over quantity. Okay. Take those a plus setups, take those setups that you know, that aren't going to knife on you, or if they knife on you, you have such a low average that you're going to be fine. Buy on those support with high relative volume, only keep a little bit into knife city and then add back quickly. But then again, take profits quickly. This is not a compounding market. This is a make a 2% on your portfolio and walk away. Ooh, 2% on my portfolio would be nice. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's like the big thing is that everybody wants to like, is everybody wants to push the pedal to the metal. But the biggest thing right now is that this is not a compounding market. This is a, hey, let's make five grand this week or let's make uh, 500 bucks a day and let's, let's go to the bar, you know? Like, let's make 500 bucks a day. Go enjoy the day, you know? Go enjoy summer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a super mental thing because, like, I've even tried, you know, hopping in some swings I think are good just because of the beaten down market and they, and they just keep going down. And even though I just hopped in them this week and, you know, just seeing that red at the beginning of the day, having to grind out of it. And, you know, it certainly wasn't a, a like last week where I was green every day for the first time in a while. This, I, I think it was Tuesday, I woke up and I was down $12,000. And I was like, oh, shit, like, how am I going to damage control this? Ended up only down two, you know, and, and that was a good feeling. <laughs> like, even I, I took out uh, 4000 oh. uh last night. So, oh. yeah, you know, rich boy. You know, <laughs> okay. thinking I might, uh, you know, buy buy some drip when we go to Houston, <laughs> you know, not to brag. I can't wait for that. I'll uh, videotape it. I'll, uh, I'll turn it into a, yeah, into yeah, a yeah. vlogger or whatever. But, yeah, so so my account was already showing down 4000 for the day. And it made it down to, like, down 10000 because I, I lost another six. But I came up and, you know, it showed green for the day, even after the down 4K that from the withdrawal, you know, yeah. so, you know, big dog Dan coming in. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, you're seeing some things squeeze, some people getting hopeful for squeezes. Are you seeing like anything for like squeezes potential coming up? Like I know I know a lot of people like even right now talking about Ebon, you know, they mine Dogecoin. And we've been talking about the dissociation from Bitcoin miners and and Bitcoin itself, but I mean, with all the hype around crypto, you got to think something happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I actually just slapped some Ebon here uh, right before we started uh, interviewing at that like three seventy five level or whatever. Uh, that was that was my print. Um, but anyway, Elon Musk is going on uh, SNL. I think that that could be a catalyst. I mean, I actually, you know, like I said, I have a position Ebon for it. I think that it could get something going, or it could be a sell the news event. But I think that this could be something where like maybe it rallies into Monday, 
maybe rallies into Tuesday morning and then maybe Tuesday really? afternoon. Yeah. I actually think because because if everyone's like like the sentiment the sentiment is that like it'll be a sell the news on SNL. Now uh, I'm thinking that you know if everyone sell the news that this thing will just go higher. I think it's weird because I I thought I thought it was one of those things where it'd be like decently experienced traders would bank on this, and because you know they'd mine their stop losses etc. And then it'd be like the people that really lost on it would be the Facebook investors, the people that were oh okay you know they found out about it at fifty five sixty cents hell even seventy cents, and they think it's going to a dollar. I mean, only time will tell. It, it's weird because we're really inside our own bubble, I feel like, all the time. I think you used a uh, sub part of Twitter. Is, is that what you called it? Sub today on Twitter? You said uh, subsection. Yeah, subsection of Twitter where, like, really, like, I don't, like, I don't follow anybody. Everyone's, yeah, I mean, like, everyone's focused <laughs> on the same thing for the first time yeah. since GameStop, really. And it extends outside of FinTwit. Everyone on Facebook, you know. But is it the same thing? GameStop was going to a thousand. Doge is going to a dollar. We saw how GameStop turned out. You know, it's weird. Uh, we are recording this on Friday, so uh, things could dramatically change yeah. by Sunday night. You know, when we're recording this, it's probably like 65 to 70 cents. I just think it's so, like I said, I just think it's so exciting that like, you know, I mean, I have people that like know absolutely nothing about finance or anything about investing. Like, you know, we talked about Benzinga today. The guy that fixed my window bought bought a uh, Dogecoin at forty seven cents today, <laughs> and he doesn't even know that I trade. Like he has no idea. It just came up in conversation. I was like, "That's when I took a minute. I stopped and I was like, this is so fucking cool. Nobody else in the like I couldn't pay someone three years ago to talk about trading with me, and now this guy doesn't even know that I trade. And him and I are talking about Dogecoin. Like that's so cool. So I that's what I personally think is that you know I mean that's why I took a position in Ebon is that I think that Dogecoin, you know, I think that if everyone's going to be a sell the news, that it's one more big squeeze and then maybe like Tuesday afternoon, you know, that's when it's done. Or can you even short Doge? Like, is that a thing? I think you can short crypto and stuff. I don't I don't know, like, the logistics of it. You know, like, we, we've been talking about having a crypto guy on, and then I'm thinking, like, okay, I'll talk to people, and I'm like, okay, we can get this guy on. He has a bunch of followers, but... I don't know, like, what gives a crypto guy yeah, legitimacy. credentials. Yeah. Like, does he have to be a miner, a trader? It's like, what what gave the yeah. Wolf of Weed Street weed confidentials? Well, he has a blue check mark and has weed in his name. That was good enough for Yeah, me. that was good enough for us. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we don't... We had the intern much. check his background. He Clean, yeah, yeah, clean, clean. I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it... it like that's what the thing is. It's like everyone has like different crypto guys. It's like, do we get Pomp? Obviously, that'd be cool. He's got like half a million followers. Uh, yeah, if anyone knows Pomp, Pop or Pop, I think we have like kind of like a connect with him. I think we just have to like yeah, finally. Film. I think he's friends with Tom but, Brady. Like Tom Brady, I follow Tom Brady. That's kind of like a connection. so he's invested in LT. Excellent. Um. <laughs> If anyone uh, does know Pomp, though, tell him that we would love to have him on because I, I feel like he's the only one that, like, everyone kind of turns yeah, to. Yeah, we just, we want, we want, oh, Winklevoss twins. That'd yeah, be, I mean, I would that'd be awesome to go into Facebook as well. I, dude, this, the social network is <laughs> one of my favorite movies. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite. Duke, I'm a social media, like, 
addict. I always have been since like 2008. And now like the fact I get to do it for like a living. Oh my God. Blessing. That would be a five hour interrogation. Oh, dude, I'd have them. I'd have them on for like six hours straight. (laughs) Just like talking to them about like the most random nonsense. But yeah, like, yeah. So Zuckerberg. So, okay. So you think Doge is going to be a sell the news. I think that it could rally a little more. Well, my my thing has always been, and this is kind of my thesis, and I mentioned it on Wednesday's episode with the Momo team, is like, at what point is it too obvious? BLM stocks going into Black History Month. Uh, weed stocks going into 420. Corona stocks. Firework stocks going into New Year's. If, for example, hmm? obviously that's not a thing, but you, you get... Fucking Shake Shack into lunchtime. It's a reference to an old Barstool video uh, whenever Dave Portnoy first started trading. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's like, at what point is it too obvious? I, like, I felt like at 45 cents, it was too obvious that Elon, it's going to go up to that, and it's gone up another, like, 70%. It's just like, you know, I thought I just it want was him too to late. Go, <laughs> I just want him to go on, on the SNL and just be like, I have enough money to buy Doge, like all of it. I just own it. Take it private. You saw the thing that was like uh, the co-owner of Doge or co-founder of Dogecoin sold his shares of Doge for a used Honda Civic. (laughs) Now Dogecoin's market value is more than fucking Honda. (laughs) I don't even know what I would do. I mean, hell, if I started a company called Dogecoin and I made what's the use honda uh, yeah dollars. Yeah, I mean, i'd probably take it yeah, they probably I mean, started like, it like high as hell like yo like what are we gonna name this thing well Dog i mean it's like by? it's a meme it's 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 off the meme and it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know man. It, it's yeah. it's it's like what is what is the signal what does this mean yeah. in a sense like is it just retail traders taking over why is this running yeah, I wish Doge I was one. Elon's friend and could shoot him a text like, yo, you going to pump it or you going to dump it? That'd be cool. That'd be interesting. I'm not That'd sure. Cool. Uh, Maybe we could we, have Bezos reach out to him for us. Yeah, I think, you know, we keep the podcast going in the right direction. I bet, like, Joe Rogan probably has a connection. Like, he could oh, probably shit. say, hey. So it's like, we just keep it up, you know? Maybe it's Zach a- Morris could get him. Zach's big know. enough, right? No. Zach's on his way to a billion. He's, like, what, 100 million away or something? <laughs> Probably. I mean, <laughs> if if you were to move his house in Texas yeah. to to L.A. or beachfront uh, Miami, like no beachfront Florida property, yes, yeah. I think he would. His his net worth would go up a fuck ton. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> but picked it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but this entire segment's question will be answered by the time the podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, so you'll. Yeah, we're just talking That's all right. about it. You guys get a look into our mind before it actually happens. So this will be interesting. Oh, 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 one, one, one more thing. Yeah, Sorry. God. And to anyone that's like, oh, well, why don't y'all just record on Sunday morning? Well, it's because it's Mother's Day and we're great kids. And PGIR loves their mothers. PGIR loves, we love just women in general. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah, so all I was going to say was before, shout out, actually, shout out to all the mothers, you know. Shout yeah, out to all the shout mothers. Shout out moms and mills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a really good thing that low flares are going. And also what I love to see is that stocks are holding their gains relatively well, except the ones that are knifing. But even the ones that are knifing, we're not seeing them knife 
until they're up a good amount. That is why I truly am not going to really scale into any swings besides the swings I'm holding and a few bio companies. Uh, so I obviously started that. I obviously started scaling into ADMP. You know, there's a there's two more bios that I'm looking at that I'll probably end up adding. I'm waiting. It, it's been on like a pretty nice uptrend, so I'm waiting for a dip to add it. But pretty much, that's the next sector that that I think will run because most of those have been. They're starting to run. Like you're seeing, like the Cockpit. You're seeing, like you know, the IBIO things of that nature. Cockpit is uh, the ticker C O C P. Yeah, for any of you. People with their minds in the gutter, you freaks. <laughs> so I'm. It's optimistic. I think that that's going to be the next sector to explode because, like we talked about, is that a lot of bios with a lot of catalysts coming up are trading at cash. That gives a pretty good risk to reward. That doesn't mean to hold through data, but that definitely means that you know any kind of good news should make them fly. Um, you know, we are seeing algos turn on, even though they're knifing, they're still holding pretty good gains. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I think that this next upcoming week will tell us a lot because we saw we like we had, we've had now two weeks of somewhat action. Now, this third week, I want to see kind of the same action that we've seen for the last two weeks. And then that's when I would love to see like the following week, something with like a 50 mil float go up like 300%. A 50 mil float, what would you consider that? Low float, mid float? That, is that middle middle of the game or what's that? Yeah, I mean, that's moving out of low float to uh, middle of the range float. Um, I mean, if something was 100 mil float and it went 300%, I mean, I would, I, I don't even know. And for reference, what's the float on RHE? Uh, yeah, so RHE's float is 1.5 million. That That's... Really low. Yeah, that's really low. So I want to see something with 20 times. That shows us what we're going with right now. You want something 25, 30 times bigger. So anything with a sub 5 mil float is called a nano float, okay? Anything sub 2 mil is like a micro, nano, nano, micro float. I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's like that thing will move on with like if you blow water at it. What, what do you think about loading up on some of those low floats? Oh, that I have, have some. Massive down... Yeah, no. I, I'm I just not too, saying them out loud because I don't want. No, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. You think there are forty thousand people that listen to this per episode? You know, even if everyone just bought one share, yeah. this it explodes. Yeah, so I have like four or five that I just I, I'm not saying anything about because it's just like you, you say one word and it's like up two hundred fifty percent. So I'll start giving hints throughout. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's good to see that low floaters are running because that can ignite other sectors. But what I really want to see for me to really gain confidence, especially because I do believe that the next sector to really run is going to be bios, is that I really want to see a bio with like a 50 mil float run 300% and not do a huge knife. It can do a huge knife after 300%, but if it gets to 300% without knifing, that's when we can really start to say, that the penny market is back and that we can kind of be like, okay, you know, this is the time where like we all kind of crawl out of our shells, you know, the super tight risk management. I mean, I feel like I've been like, you know, in risk management, like SWAT team for like eight weeks now, nine weeks. So like I said, I want to see this trend hold for another week and then, or, or another two weeks, that's fine too. And then after that, I would love to see something with a 50 mil float, like a bio trading at cash get good news, and and fly 300%. Uh, and then off of that, a sympathy will go. And then that's when like we can really start to say that things are coming back. So again, optimistic, 
but cautious. Okay. I feel like we need like, like one of those signs, like, like we went from red warning to cautious, to cautious, to optimistic. And then soon we'll be at the green, like go, 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 go. So that's what I'm hoping for, for, for the market, for at least for our market. You know, I've been trading a lot of uh, large caps. I got lucky with Piton. I thought that I got bagged because I believe that they were supposed to be profitable and they weren't by like three cents a share. And uh, I mean, the thing was down like 4% after hours. I had to walk away from the desk. I was so pissing mad. I, I like my options. I was like, man, I'm gonna lose like 30% on these tomorrow. And all of a sudden, CEO says in the conference that it's only going to cost them like 100 mil and like the market caps at like 22 bill and the thing starts flying and I'm like, oh my God, like I don't know who was looking down on me, but my luck changed like that moment. So, you know, Piton CEO, I don't know your name, but I feel like I should send you a, uh, a gift basket, a fruit basket. Uh, you saved me. I don't think your numbers are correct. I think it'll cost you a lot more than 100 mil, but thank you. With that being said, obviously, you have been playing a lot of options. Um, I've noticed like there have been a couple of these like swings where you can hold them for a couple of days now that, you know, you you not not even swings, just like kind of inter- intraday trades, but like IPOs like ALF, uh, ALF, um, that had a huge run yeah. where it, it ran to it, it even tapped six. I think that's where it got rejected on um, Thursday morning. But it even got crazy volume on Friday. Uh, should we be on the lookout for IPOs? Like, are those something to keep in mind? So I don't necessarily think it's IPOs. I think it's beat down IPOs. So when they give an IPO, they give a range of where it's going to open up. Alpha opened up at like four fifteen. The range was $4 to $6. Okay, it went from four dollars all the way down to like two fifty, and it was a low float, and it was inside a merging market. So it was one of those where it was like super beat down, low float. Like if it started going, like it would go, and we saw what it did in two days. It went from two fifty to six. So I don't necessarily think that every IPO, but a beat down IPO, low float in emerging market may be something to look towards. I think that that could be something that 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 could ignite, but that goes with this with the whole low float sector theme thing that we were talking about. So we do have some questions. Obviously, uh, people have been dying to know um, your swings suck ass. Uh, long story. <laughs> um, I'll give the ones that they're concerned about, and you can give uh, the ones that I'm sure they'll be concerned about in a month or two. Um, VISL and TRCH. I know you address VISL. Um, but people like to rag. Yeah. Uh, one joke, one joke I like a lot, um, is TRCH still hitting 10? Um, I like that one. That's a personal fave. I, I think never, you did. Okay. I think okay. you, I'm pretty sure First you off. did. Because it ran up 80% no. in a day. No. And no. It, no, 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 yeah, no, yes, no, yes. No, okay. No, okay. No, okay. No, okay. No, Someone no, searches Twitter. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. All right. TRCH, I have met like TRCH genuinely made me want to leave Twitter because it, it like I I came on here and I said I don't think they're merging with Tesla, but a lot of people are making connections. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there were rumors that like Tesla had bids to buy the fucking company. No. Okay. Can we look at the facts in front of us? TRCH. Yes, I'm still in it. 
My average is 208. The company is inside a quiet period until literally Friday, today, May 7th. Okay. We had the stock at like 160. Okay. The stock ran super crazy. It gave great opportunities. Sell on news, buy back. Sell on news, buy back. Okay. Things of that nature. But they're in a quiet period. So you can't do that. The stock hasn't been moving. What can you possibly complain about when the stock's been inside a 10 cent range? We should tell people to always trade around a core position so they'll never have a reason to bitch at us. And then if they bitch at us, we'll say, oh, you didn't trade around your core <laughs> position. Okay, there's an annual meeting like June 11th. All right, relax. My average is 208. All right, chill out. Good vibes. Okay, um, Vissel, are you just waiting for your friends uh, below the Mason-Dixon line to tell you that they're invading the Capitol again? <laughs> Uh, to load up on those DGLY shares, or do you have another plan for that? Yeah, so this will obviously, uh, I think I'm down 17% on it or something. My average is like $3. I'm waiting for earnings report. The earnings report will tell us a lot. They decrease their operating expense 40%. They increase their revenue. This earnings report, I really want to see them increase their revenue because we should start to see new contracts coming in. Uh, the market cap is super low comparative to their to their cash on hand. Uh, you know, I like this company. The way that I treat okay, also this is a good distinction. The way that I treat companies that I'm invested in, I treat them like real businesses. Okay, I don't really necessarily care about the stock price. I care about what the business is doing. So if the business is losing contracts, then I'm pissed. If the business is gaining contracts, but the stock price is going down, then I'm I can be okay with that. When I'm trading a stock, it's the exact opposite, okay? I care what the price action is telling me, not what the company's doing, if that makes sense. Vissel, I don't care what price action's doing. I care what the fundamentals of the company are doing. Wow, that was really moving. Thank you. Are there any other uh, shitty swings you have that you'd like to touch on? Hey, you want to compare networks, <laughs> motherfucker? No, I didn't ask that. Stop calling my shit to... shitty. Your shit shitty. Okay. I'm well, scaling into ADMP. I added my second slither, let's call it, or second chunk today. Uh, my average is like 75, 76, something like that. Comms, I don't have that much in. Uh, you know, I need to see, I need, my average is uh, 286. I need to see, you know, them get some new contracts. It's an emerging market, but it's the same thing. You know, I want to see them prove themselves. You know, I'm not going to ride this thing all the way down. I want to see them prove themselves. So I'm not putting in 20%, 30% of my account until they prove themselves. Bitch. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. That's fair. I think that may be a sound bite from the Momo episode where I said, hey guys, uh, Naked's at 63 if any of you want some. Well, I've started to add some with an average of 52. Not to brag. Yeah. Um... That one dropped a lot, but, you know, I really do think we do see this bounce sometime soon, and I think when it comes, it'll be aggressive. I think it might start, you know, a little poppy-poppy, but uh, whenever it, it finally does come, I think we really start seeing that. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Say it. Like the March-April market, like, not maybe not cyclists, oh. but, I mean, this this just been beaten down. Oh. These swings have been beaten down a lot. Maybe not the 300% off PRs, but I mean, I think right here, I mean, we're seeing good entries. I think we're there's some entries. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
I've always said I was a gut feeling traitor, but I mean, ooh la la. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, and then let me see. Yeah, so I think that bios are going to be the next thing to run after low flow. And there are a lot of beaten down bios. Tons. So start to look at the ones that have upcoming catalysts with good cash. I think that's going to be important. And, and that's kind of how I'm handling it. You know, I think I'm at uh, 60, 60% cash right now. You know, I have a few options on that, like, aren't really swings. They're kind of, like, played, played as you go, like, like spy calls, you know, things of that nature. The P-Tom is in there. I bought Twitter long position at 53. Uh, you know, things of that nature that, like, aren't really catalyst swings, but, like, you know, I'm trying to make a few bucks on. And then I have those swings. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the go signal. I'm waiting for the, for the big red sign that says the market's hot again, you know? And then, uh. It'll probably be green, a green, big green sign. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, sorry. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. You know, the boys some capital, you know, there's tons of stocks out there that are just completely demolished. Uh, and, and so I'm excited. I'm, I'm getting really, really excited for what's around the corner. What always kind of intrigued me uh, is whenever I was in history class as a kid was how did the, you know, the rich get rich or the poor get poor thing and, and downtimes, how that makes sense. And you got cash on hand when this shit finally does start getting heating up, you'll understand. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like, think about this, ready? Warren Buffett bought... Bank- I bet Warren Buffett never did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love-hate thing. <laughs> Bank of America was trading like 30 times higher than where it was when Warren Buffett bought it like eight weeks later. Like he literally was buying it like $2 a share or something. Um, and, and, that, and it's not like you or I could go and buy Bank of America at $2 a share. There was a handshake agreement and, uh, and he bought like so much. He bought like... He bought like a good chunk of the company for like two dollars a share. Did I think his son sold like fifty thousand shares to like fund a startup rock band career, and that'd be worth like forty million dollars yeah. right now. And he sold it for like a hundred fifty grand or something. I don't remember exactly the details, but he sold it. For I mean, a it's lot. crazy. I mean, I, I think the the number was like he bought like a few billion worth of like two dollars a share. Like he just bought like a good chunk of the company for like nothing. Like the like it was trading like 15, 20 times higher like ten weeks before, and you know obviously everything got destroyed, and uh, he was just like, originally they came to him and they were like, yo, please buy this for six dollars share, and he's like, you're out of your mind, and they were like four, five, and he's like a dollar. They're like, I'm not giving you a penny. They're not like Bank of America is not going to be a penny stock, uh, so they settled at two dollars a share. Like so, it's just it's just insane. Like, uh, like that's or, or think about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan made tons of money playing basketball, but where his real net worth comes from was from buying the Hornets. You know, no, bro, it's Nike, uh, Nike, and buying the Hornets. Well, I mean, okay, you, you gotta think about it like this way. Uh, yeah, shout out Chamath because he's a part owner of the Warriors. Yeah, I think I think they bought it under one billion dollars, and it's now over five. But I guess that's what happens when you have Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay yeah. Thompson, and Kevin Durant scoop you a few championships. Good investment there. But um, no, yeah, no. But I mean, like one of the things is like you know with Michael Jordan making all that money in his basketball career, but didn't even touch like all of his other. Yeah, you know, or stuff. Shaq. Shaq. Owns- Hopefully, it's the same. 
Hopefully it's the same with us. You know, we make a lot of money trading, but it won't touch, you know, the podcast. I've already invested all my, I'm, I'm usually like the Marshawn Lynch, like not touch anything that you, uh, that you make trading. Like that's me. Like I, I've, I've just been rolling uh, everything that we've made, like the few, like the literal few dollars that we've made from, uh, from the podcast has just been rolling into like other investments, like, like assets and stuff. Oh, dude, it's bought me a lot of really cool things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm buying assets. You're buying shoes. Um, oh, about to get a Rolex. Um, maybe nice. I can't wait for that. Maybe some chains a rapper would want. Um, you know, just some casual things. Yeah, appreciating assets. Hmm. That's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll appreciate them. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> we are talking about new merch, right? Are we? Well, I mean, like, yeah. we're going to drop new merch. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to drop new merch uh, eventually. Cause you know, it was, we gotta get summer. Last time. yeah, we got to get summertime merch. We need tank a few tops. Tank tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, we need short. We may need some shorts so I can have the full PGIR apparel. Yeah, some three inch seams or something, you know, show off the show off the the sexy legs, you mm-hmm. know. And so we've been talking about that, you know. Tell us what you guys want. Uh, I mean, a lot of you. I mean, I'm still getting messages if we have merch. Um, we do not. <laughs> it goes. It goes fast. We'll we'll get more next time. But yeah, we did like 500 of each item, but you guys ate it up. So yeah, and then next weekend the boys are back in. Houston town. H-Town. Yeah, H-Town. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, you know, if any of you guys are in the area, we will be out Friday night and Saturday night. You can come hang out with us. We'll buy you a beer or two. Or you could buy us one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it'll be a good time. So if any of you guys are in the Houston area, we'll all be out uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm trying not to go out there. Then we're going to Vegas. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. and then, uh, and then actually, uh, shout out to my sister. She graduates next Thursday. And that is, shut your fucking mouth. And then I actually just got my, uh, I just, the, my tailor was at the apartment today measuring me for my graduation suit that w- is in two weeks. So, wow. We get back Congrats. from uh, the old Houston, and then uh, it's right into the old cap and gownster. Look at you, man. Aren't we all up into its proud? We'll all be there. Everyone make sure to go and cheer them on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Come come cheer me on. Cheer me on. I, I think He's summa cum laude. I am. I am. I'm actually uh, I'm making a speech about how, how much I enjoyed my time at college and, uh, and best four years of my life. Uh, quote. Yeah, Henny. you probably... Um, if you like went to parties and had friends, you probably wouldn't be a podcaster right now. So shout out your anti. You know. Dude, I was cool in college, man. I thought I was too, man. <laughs> dude, I was. Dude, I was. Dude, I'm the I'm the cool cat around town. Right? I was, I was friends with football players, bro. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson. Okay, you mean carry on Johnson? Carry he's on. just got dropped. He's just got dropped out the lines, bro. I'm not worried about it. He's unemployed. <laughs> He has as much of a job as I do right now, okay? Hey. Who cares about him and my ex, dude? I'm not even worried. I'm not even jealous. Hey, you don't care about her anymore? No. Um, I mean, whatever. She, who cares? <laughs> I miss you if you're listening. Or if, you're, if your current boyfriend's listening, tell her I miss her. <laughs> but also, don't come to Houston and beat us up. 
Cause nah, dude, he's like he's like he's like our size, dude. We got him. Oh, dude. we got Gary. Yeah, dude, we're fine. Dude, do you see this, man? Dude, I'm fucking jacked. Yeah, dude. I, and you're ripped fine. too, dude. You can you you squash watermelons in between your legs. I mean, you see this beard? I mean, this shit's not for like playing around. Look like a Navy SEAL right now. <laughs> yeah, you know that—that that was my first thought that came to mind. I was like, dude, dude, oh my god! At the airport on the way to Houston last time, uh, where was it? I yeah, yeah, it was Houston last time. Someone in an airport was like, "Are you in the military? We do military discounts." I was like, "No, just shitty haircut." <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and shout out to our two soccer teams. Um, they really, uh, one of them, our is, two soccer teams, our two soccer teams that we sponsor. It's really cool that um, that we're able to do stuff like that. I uh, we we've been enjoying the updates about the two soccer teams. I'm gonna buy every ad in my uh, high school yearbook. <laughs> Just a, pic- a picture of me. <laughs> we could do that as a write off too, dude. Uh, Just every page yeah. of our yearbook is just. Penny's going. Dude, we're entertainers. We can write off our Rolexes now. I'm writing off everything. Everything. Like, and dude, like, I feel like alcohol is part of like my brand. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. <laughs> Respect. Alright, um, well, it is a Friday night. Um, not like we have anything to do. Oh but, no, dude, um, dude, we're getting ready to go out, man. Smash some some eat sixes. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get uh, out right. here yeah okay guys um till next time wednesday five stars youtube like subscribe y'all know the deal peace guys